And this is the Raw on Purpose podcast. Yes, this is the People's Podcast, the Raw on Purpose podcast, where we tap into your purpose while you being your real, authentic self. And all we do is just keep keep that energy, that same energy we share with y'all with all these great topics that we, um, you know, decide and take from your feedback to expound upon and talk about to help you and stay to stay in your raw, authentic self and to tap a little bit more into your purpose at the same time so yep. we, we 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 back we back okay part part three yep. to what we started on t- two episodes ago we really 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 building a foundation Absolutely. okay in, in this new year that we're in you know so um yeah, we about to really tap right back in. What was we really talking about? Yeah, and, and even before we jump there, mm-hmm. um, it is important that, like you said, even your feedback. So if you could do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Raw on Purpose Podcast, if you're listening to us through every, um, we're on every podcast streaming service. But if you want to see us on YouTube, we're on Raw on Purpose Podcast on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, hit that notification bell so you can make sure you get, stay abreast of everything that we're, all the content we're dropping, all of the, the different things that we're doing. Um, and then also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Raw and Purpose underscore and on Facebook at Raw and Purpose. And then you can definitely hit us up, rawonpurpose at gmail.com. Any thoughts, comments, anything you want to email, you know, you can, you can find us in those places. So we're going to dive right into this part three because we're yes. setting the foundation honestly yes. this whole new season has been really focused on setting the foundation for you being the authentic you and fulfilling your purpose right and family marriage and family is a large part of our fulfilling of our purpose definitely um so first the first first uh Episode part one, we talked about just the basic foundational things of marriage, of how, um, you know, the whole topic is like, why does it seem like marriage is on the decline, the perception? And and one thing that we, we brought out is there's no sacredness in marriage anymore. Um, there is no um, honoring of the covenant anymore. It's, it's um, you know, we have people that are not whole coming together and joining in marriage which then leaves the marriage depleted because they're only bringing partial things to the table opposed to working on doing the inner working and not having pre-counseling and maintenance counseling, Um, you know, all of those things. And then we jumped in part two and it really went into heavy, the sacredness of sexuality Mm -hmm. and how um, the fact that culture has gotten away from it being sacred but it's a being something that's worshipped, that's been sensationalized, that it's lost its power, it's lost its initial mm-hmm. purpose, right? And um, and then even jumping into um, what was the other thing we we discussed in that 
um, or just understanding the, the the particular responsibilities that the husband and the wife have in growing a marriage, growing a family, growing um, from a financial standpoint, how important it is, like one of the greatest way, bar none, to have a strong children and, and legacy and foundation is through marriage. And even from a financial standpoint, how to accumulate wealth, it's, it's, it's always been and it will be the foundation of marriage. What we hit, we were hitting on at the end of part two was like how um, the the marriage itself, how it can affect the children. Yep. And how we were touching on how uh, we send our, how the, the house, the, the, the home, the, the family structure should be like our first and primary uh, source of where we learn. Yep. A lot of things about life, about self, about how to handle ourselves and and everything. But we send our children out to be institutionalized and indoctrinated with all of these different things. But then we expect them to get married and f- have some kids and have this life and whatnot. But we didn't really give them. Yeah. If you think about it, in that in that in that um, in that stance, we didn't give them something but we send them off or somebody else to give them this uh, this form of knowledge is you know what I'm saying what they've been taught and whatnot and though it's been failing we still keep doing it yep and and we're seeing the byproduct and we're seeing an increase in suicide in the generations we're seeing a increase in low self-esteem um, we're seeing um, the de- devaluing of people, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're seeing things consistently grow because of the lack of the family unit being the foundational structure of a child's imprint. And and again, going into the, the sacredness of sex, right? The other part of what sex was created, yes, it was created for us to have pleasure and to enjoy the pleasure of sex. Mm-hmm. Um and it, and a reason um, a reason why it's important to save the sex for marriage is because we often don't think about the fact that when that sex is the purest form of worship, that when a man and a woman come to have sex, you even bring God into the bedroom. I know as weird as that sounds, but. God's there. Jesus is there in the bedroom with you. That's so, and it's the purest form of worship. And what comes from that worship, that consummating that marriage, that becoming one, a seed is planted into the woman that then grows into a child that is then given back to the to the to the man to groom and and well back to the family to groom and to grow and to foster and to help them become productive in society Mm -hmm. but because we've we've gotten into this individualistic idea this scarcity mindset to where um i have to be prepared for the worst case scenario and faith does not involve plan b faith is um i believe god and what he said and i pursue it Right. Yep. And that's all. And that's it. That's, that's it. all. This. There's there no is. Plan B. There's no right. You think about Abraham when he was told to sacrifice his son. He didn't come with a Plan B. God provided mm. the ram. God yeah. provided the provision to protect mm. the child. Yeah. So God will always provide when the man is obedient to God. Uh, 
So we're not. But but and it's and it's important for the children. Like he said, we we spend a lot of time, um, spend a lot of time working, focusing on our careers and making money. That the children are the ones that suffer the most, and we forget that children. Um, their love language is not money. It's not things. It's time. Time that you spend with them. The time that you pour in them. The time that you invest in them. But if both are away from the home, you're now sending them to a secular institution to teach and train. Mm -hmm. And then we're wondering why, um, if you understand that how they build prisons is based upon the failure rate or the dropout rate of third graders, mm -hmm. right? They already can determine by time a child gets to the sixth grade whether they're going to be a felon or they're going to be a productive member of society. And because a lot of times those come from broken homes. Now, yes, there are some children that act out um, in a two-parent household. It's less likely but then you also have to look at why is the child acting out at home? I mean, at school is because the home life isn't mm -hmm. secure and safe for them, so they act out. So it, it, yeah. the, the, parent, the parental unit is so important. And the only um, – and, and the schoolhouse shouldn't be the only form of education that the child is getting. Exactly. Um, I had this conversation with my parents um, this over the weekend, and – it was about how uh, raising a child, um, man, I lost, what was it? Two conversations are making up, mixing up in my head that, um, man, there's a difference. What is the conversation we had? Yeah, so there's the difference in raising a child and educating a child. Mm-hmm. Right, because educating a child is educating on everything that's going to help them in life, preparing them, sitting down there, helping them understand finances, right. helping them understand uh, their culture, where they came from, yep. right, to a degree, yep. um, understanding um, what's real and what's fake, mm -hmm. right. That's a that's a part of educating. The raising part is the manners that you instill in them, the character that the you character place part. in them, right. right? Um, the, the tenderness, the lovingness that they show towards the, the world, the love that they have, the wisdom that they have is the things that you instill. And all those things should come from home. Mm -hmm. And when you send them to school, it's to add on. It's to help build upon from a how to function in a society because That's our important. societies run off of a system. Yeah. So the systems... They are at work. So if you you have to prepare your child at home so that they can get the best out of the right. system. That's so important to have that already that self that the education at home from the parental is key because the world is filled of both truth and lies. Absolutely. Okay. So when you're when you're preparing your child enough and in, in trusting God with it whenever you, they go out there, but when you're putting enough in them, when they go out into the real world, they won't be played. They won't be uh, a part of the game where they're the ones getting played. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying out here? Because it is that real. 
um, out here in the, in the um, in society. So um, is is vitally important for every child, um, especially when the opportunity is there and there are two parents that can assist in it that they get that that good raising, that good um, um, teaching, that good um, um, you know knowledge of what they need to the things that really are important. Um, like they're finding out their own values, um, morals, character, um, like I said, the financial knowledge, um, the relational knowledge, all that type of stuff so that they can start from a, a, a really good organic space and not have to include all of these um, additives and look at those as as pillars. Yep. Absolutely. As opposed to the family values and, and things that, need, you know, that need to be passed down through generations as that. Yep. As the foundation, instead of what they told you, you should be focusing on telling you their story of history, yeah, um, and not of your own, you know, uh, lineage of history and whatnot. And that's that's key. So especially, I would say, in our community, um, we lack knowledge of ourselves. We lack, um, you know, the the financial knowledge we need to and about economics to you know expand and have a positive effect in our community. Um, we lack these certain uh, familial uh, values and everything that, um, you know, that to just operate in a family. So there's nothing that is passed down that is solid enough to withhold us beyond just our childing years, our, our young, you know, child, adolescent, teenager, young adult years that once we do, get to adult years that we know what decision to make, what choice of a spouse to marry, mm -hmm. um, uh, having a vision for a family if we have one instead of just having sex and then like, oh, we got a child, figuring stuff out on yep. the way, broken yep. home, broken home patterns, you know, yep. consistently, you know, just, just repeating itself and everything. So, um, you know, and that's, and that's, you know, we slide away from traditions, but, you know, some traditions are good because yep. this is things that are carrying something on on, a, on down the line on an ancestry level. Yep. Um, and I think now, especially because so much has been broken down, I think there's a purpose in that. Yep. Um, that it's time for us to recreate new family dynamics. Absolutely. And to to pass down. And and their tradition should be as a foundational piece to build. Right. Upon. So we, we can't get away from the tradition mm -hmm. because it, it has a place. It has the foundation. Mm -hmm. And then as you grow and evolve, you build upon. Right. Right. But you can't have a house without the foundation. Right. Right. And then I'm going to just throw this in there. You can't have a foundation without the, the chief cornerstone, right. which is Jesus. Like you can't have it without Christ as the chief cornerstone because mm -hmm. the cornerstone is the is what sets the foundation in place. Mm-hmm. So the traditions are the things that you build the house upon. So it helps you create the walls, the roof, the room, so that you can inhabit right. it when it's completed. Right, and it gives the whole structure integrity. Absolutely. And stability. Absolutely. Because that lasts. Absolutely. Forever. Because if you walk into a house with a cracked foundation, now the house is now devalued yep. and is now set to be demolished and destroyed. Yep. Yep. So that's why it's important that we watch, we pay attention to the foundation. Mm -hmm. 
that so tradition is important because it sets a precedence it sets things in place puts things in motions for us to again build on so that we can now grow because stuff that is built upon with a strong foundation that lasts it begins to add in value mm -hmm. that's why homes depending especially depending on the market can increase mm -hmm. is based upon how well it is taken care of yep. and the attention paid to the foundation yep. and so we we have to understand all of those things and and when we send our children like i remember I gave my life to Christ at 10 with no, with no tools. So mm -hmm. it's as if, because we send our kids to the wolves every day. Mm -hmm. The world is setting out to destroy our children. Exactly. More specifically, Satan is out to destroy them. Mm -hmm. And so we are to give them the tools that they need to function. They need to establish themselves to be rooted because this is the other part about children like our we should plant the seeds so deep so that their roots grow so deep so that they don't collapse when the storms of life comes mm -hmm. That's good. and it's hard to do that outside of a two-parent household it's just it's hard to do right it. it's going to put stress on somebody yep. more than they need to be it's absolutely. just easier absolutely when you got one and the and the other that's a, that's a equal partnership to where, you know, both can contribute something without it being too much weight on the other. Yep. Um, these days, single parents take pride in it, but deep inwardly, come on, we, we know it's stressful. It's we know you wouldn't, if you had a choice, yep. you wouldn't want to do it all on your own. Yep. And, and it's, it's not, it's not, it doesn't have to be that way. It's not natural for a single mother to take care of many different children. Absolutely. It's not meant for a single father to, you know, be over, you know, a certain amount of children either. So, um, you know, it's like if we would definitely, like, just let go of of what that first what they've told us, what they've shown us as to be the great way, the no problem, the... The it's okay, um, the the double uh, Mother's Day taking over Father's Day almost type of thing. Yeah. Um. That that's not that's not healthy. That's something that we should perpetuate and try yeah. to send to the next generation. That yeah. it is a good thing for uh, a ch a a child or children yep. to grow up with only one parent in the home, and we can yep. go even on many conversations as to why yep. the home has been separated and why it is like yeah. it is too, but yeah, yeah, God created two for a reason to, for the, for the Absolutely. procreation process. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's for the, we've devalued the importance of the man being in the household and we're mm -hmm. seeing the ramification of that devaluing because mm -hmm. now, because that man the man sets the value in the home. He sets the value in the children because that is his seed. Mm -hmm. They come from him. Right. They come out of him. That is his legacy. As my pastor would say, they are the letter that is written to the future. Mm -hmm. 
And so because we've devalued fathers, now we have sons that see no value in themselves. Hence, they see no value in other people, Mm. which is why they can go kill each other Mm. with no second thought, with no concern, with no hesitation, with no doubt, because the father is not there to place value in them. And because they don't see value in themselves, they don't see value in those that look like them. And if you're wondering why I'm passionate about this, is because I'm tired of, especially in our community, and this is actually in all communities, it's mm-hmm. only highlighted from a media standpoint that black people kill black people or right. African Americans, Native, and whatever you want to call melanated people, right? Um, they get highlighted more, but it's the same in every um, every culture, every group is when people don't see value in themselves, they don't see value in others so they can take a life, right? One of my favorite shows to watch is Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. And I, I last year, I watched from beginning to end. And there was a common factor in each and every one of these serial killers is they came from a... One of two things, they were bullied or they came from a broken home, whether the either the mother abused them or the father abused them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it and it distorted their perception of life Mm -hmm. and they begin to not care about other people. And if we understand, if we go and talk to all these people that are in prison I would say 90% of the time they will say, I did not have my father in the home. And it is not even good for men to have their seeds spread out. Mm-hmm. That's why, again, sex is important that it stays within marriage. It's because our seed is not supposed to be spread out to different places. It's supposed to be in the place in which we can foster and grow it. Mm, and cultivate, yes. Definitely. Um, and this is why... And, we have a we we will either we may redo it or, or or put it out, but we talked about how polygamy there's a misconception in polygamy, mm-hmm. um, and, and it has to do with it creates jealousy in the children. We that's that's why marriage is so important, and that's why it's 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 important that we don't be self centered in the marriage because when we're self centered, we forget about the children and we tell ourselves this lie. Mm. That I have to do this for my children. No, you're not doing that for your children. You're doing it for yourself. Mm. You're doing it for your selfish intentions. You're not doing Mm. it for the children. You're not doing it with the child in mind. Because if you're doing it with the child in mind, you will take accountability for your actions. And then you will go and get help for your actions so that you can be better for your your children. So you can be better parents for your children. You will Mm. look at yourself so that you can be better for your children. So that your children can have the best thing for them. But because you're only thinking about yourself. And you use the lie that I'm using. Your your child becomes the crutch. It yep. begins. It, it becomes the thing that shields you. What you, what you think shields you from accountability. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's actually the greatest form of accountability, because when your child leaves the house, mm. they don't see the child. They see you. As the father and as the mother. Yep. They see you. That's why my dad told me, anytime you step foot out of my house, you represent my last name. And I promise you, I protect my last name. And just like God, when we send, when God sends us out of the house as believers, 
We represent God's name in the earth. And that's why our perception of God is so warped is because we don't have a healthy home life. Big, big facts. We don't understand God the Father because we don't understand the representation of the Father in the home. And when you see children that see the representation of of a father of God in their father, you see that they have a different relationship with God because of his faithfulness and submission to God. And them watching the faithfulness of uh, their mother and their submission of the mother to the father Mm -hmm. as they submit unto God, they see what it's, what it's supposed to look like. So now it goes back to what we talked about in part two about the whole love and respect Mm -hmm. because a father needs respect. So when you respect your father, the father gives the children the same respect. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. that they in turn respect him Mm -hmm. so that the sons understand what respect looks like. And so the daughters will see what love looks like. Now, Ooh, this could go so many places because like you said, so they can see what respect, what love looks like. Um, man, because <laughs> however they see that, those two dynamics, that's where they're going to go off from. They're gonna, that's going to be that's in the DNA, in the mind, the psyche, the subconscious, and they're going to go off. They're going to go out into the, the world and the society with that in mind. And like what you was th- uh, talking about earlier, like about the criminal mind, like bullying. A bully, of course, mm. a bully itself has something going on at home. Absolutely, and that, and that, because that bully is getting bullied yeah. at home. Yeah, more than likely. Yep. So they just carrying that same energy to school. What does that do? That affects that child that they're bullying. Yep. That child begins thinking there's something about some twisted type of uh, self conception of who they are. Um, and they may say they see themselves as beneath people and that they have to accept abuse from people when they go out in life. Absolutely. And to get involved in other rela- uh, relationships. And that's why it's important for the father to be in a home so he can affirm them. So that voice can be stronger than any other voice yep. that, that comes is trying to speak over their life. Yep. And to let them know, too, like a lion speaking to a cub that, you know, you know, don't let nobody step on you like that. Yep. Stand up for yourself. Yep. So, and and even as a man, like if a man's not standing up for himself, yep. he's getting punked at home. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and and you tell the son, stand up for yourself, and because you stand up for yourself, I have your back. Yeah. Now there's consequences yeah. if you're the worst person starting. Right. If you act outside of the character in which I placed in you, there's consequences when you get home. But if you're yeah. standing for yourself, I'm going to be like that lion that's sitting there looking behind the cub. Yeah. Okay. We got to deal with this. I got to deal with the school. I got to deal with the other parent. I got to, yeah. I'm going to stand firm mm-hmm. on my, my job is to make sure you're good. And then even, even diving into, we are not to abuse our children. Um, God tells us, he says, fathers, provoke not your children into wrath. Right. And he says, um, uh, that the rest of it escapes me, but 
when you provoke your child into wrath, it's no longer on the child's, it's no longer on the child's back mm-hmm. how they respond. Right. I've always, I, 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 it's been hard for me to figure out how is it that we expect children to react to adults in the, as adults when the adult is acting like the child. Mm. I have, that's, that's hard. Like you want uh-huh. respect, but you're, you know, you act like a child. Right. And it's like for men, this is, this is definitely for you. The conversation of respect and fear, right? I want my, I hear a lot of men say, I, I, I want my son, he needs to fear me. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, opposed to saying, you want your son to respect, because here's the part about respect. Fear comes with respect. Yeah, that reverential type of fear. Right. Yeah. Right, because it, it, it tells us, Scripture says the fear of the Lord mm-hmm. is the beginning of knowledge, I believe, or the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Right? Wisdom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fear of him. Not a, he's not talking about terrifying. It's a respect. It's a reverence of God. Right. Reverencing. So we reverence our father. Mm-hmm. Because when you when a child fears their father, it closes up the communication. It it takes away the respect. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's it's like whenever you abuse your child or your child, um, you don't show respect towards your child. They actually mirror what you give them. They are a reflection. Man, a lot of people, a lot of, I'll say that more specific, a lot of parents, um, especially if they're more so in their ego, that is one of the hardest lessons for parents. When they get it back, what they've been given, mm-hmm. because they come from more of a pace of entitlement mm. or just because I am father, or I am mother. You should do yep. what I say, but kids always and only will always do what you show them. Yep. What you do, what you because you're a leader, whether you know it or not, um, and they only do what you see, what you demonstrate in front of them. So that whole like do as I say, not as I do thing that like that's that's very counterproductive. Yep. You can't get around that. Because here's the thing: the kids always going to do what you do. Always, it's not already what in you him. Say. Honestly, in in any leadership, whether they see you do it or not, they're going to do what you do. Plain and simple. They, they're they going to do it. Yep. So it's like you already are assuming the leadership role, um, especially men, when you are becoming a father. Like you definitely is assuming. So you can't just like, you know what I'm saying, go about life just any type of way. Yep. When my son came into my life, like, I don't know, just everything just went because it was all selfish. It was all about, I was young, of course. I was like 19, going to 20, but everything was about me, what I can get, what I can build up, and what I can, what type of car I can get to, and how much money I can make working this job, whatever, you know, say it was selfish. But when my son came, God brought him before me, everything changed. I was like, it's definitely no longer about me. Yep. Yeah, because honestly, marriage isn't about you. You know that that we'll, we're getting ahead of the closing, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like this whole fear and respect, like when your child respects you, he rev- they reverence you, they honor you. Um, that helps them 
when they leave the house. So now they have a respect for law enforcement. They have a respect for their teacher. For, they have respect for authority. Period. Authority. Period. Absolutely. Yeah. You set the tone for authority at the house. So they will respect based upon the level of respect they give you. Mm-hmm. And because they respect you, they will then honor their mother. Mm. And because they see you respect your your wife and they see you honor your wife, mm-hmm. they don't have to stand up in protection of your wife. They'll stand in honor of your wife. Because I think, too, that children are more likely to respect authority, too, when they see the father submitting to authority higher than himself. Yep. A man submitted to God has such a great level of influence. Right. Because a lot of men think, like, that's weak. Like, I don't want to see me weak or something like that when they, you know, when when they have to go into a humility space. Absolutely. Because that's what it calls, you know what I'm saying, to drop yep. from the, the egoistic ways. I'm the man. Yep. I'm the one, you know, and yep. then seeing a man have to. Or just, you know, willfully, because that's really it, because it's about will first, like willfully get on his knees, willfully pray for his family, willfully serve somebody, yep. willfully yep. honor God and acknowledging God in, in, in all of his ways. And submission shows the greatest form of strength. Mm. You think about Jesus surrendering to death. He surrendered to death. So he can raise with all power in his hand. And we all, we all knew he could have took a totally different route and done this a whole different way. Another way because he had the power to do so. He had the power to do so, but he submitted. To the way that the Father. The Father says. Because it says those that, that, that humble themselves will be exalted. And those that exalt themselves will be humble. humble. So humility shows the greatest form of strength, and it's hard to do because we are egotistical. We are ego-driven. And so if, if the, the father does not show love to the mother, the husband doesn't show love to the wife, then the daughters do not know what love looks like. Mm. They see a toxic view mm. of what love is. So right. now again, you write this letter to the future in mm. your child that says, abuse me, mm. take advantage of me, mm. destroy me. Mm. I have no value. Mm. But when Except. you as a father pour that, that honoring into his wife, into your wife, they see that I have value because my dad mm. values my mom. And because my dad values my mom, my dad values me. Because that's what God's concerned about and cares about is the children. Because each and every one of those children have a purpose in the earth. And as a mother and a father, it's called parents. You're renting. That's it for a time. There's a pair of you renting That's that. that child. That is not yours. It's not yours. God says, I trust you to do the rearing and the raising and to cultivating of this child that I've given you. That they didn't even ask to be here. Yep. And because I gave you the child, 
I will give you the resources you need. I will, and this is why mm. it's so important for fathers to be submitted to God because God is our source for everything. He provides for us when we don't know how things are going to come. There have been moments in my marriage to where I look at the end of the month and have no clue how we were sustained, but it was only because of God's grace. As a child, I, because I knew probably more than I should have known, but at the end of it, I never went without the things that I needed. And we had no idea, but it was God's grace and God's provision that provided for us. Mm-hmm. And so when you're submitted to God, you don't have to worry about killing yourself to make money because he's going to make a way. He's going right. to make a way when you submit to him. He will He will take the two loaves and five fish and t- put it in the air. He'll pray on it and it'll, it'll be sustained. He, he provides sustenance. He provi- provides the things that sustain. He's the source. He's the source. So if we ever feel like we're missing anything, all we got to do is just go back to the source. Because if he called you and sent you, he's also sent provisions mm-hmm. with you as well. So we have to activate it, tap in the source, and just know that we're not out here alone to try to figure it out on our own unless we're in our our ego thinking that we can and we choose to go down that road. But in the long run, that does not help yep. anything that can, can help your, your satisfaction in your mind of whatever it is you think you're supposed to, you know, be doing because it feels right and that's what you've seen. Uh, mom and daddy, grandpa, whatever doing, though it's productive or not, God said, I want to maybe say I want to do a new thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, here is the way that we begin doing this thing. Just trust me in this, in this, on this path. And as you can see, you didn't get a, a manual, but I'm the manual. <laughs> I'm the manual. All you got to do is keep checking in with me, sit under me. I'm going to show you exactly how to raise this child, to lead this child, and to lead them to the best place that they can be. Uh, a worthy future yep. for you and your your ancestry and your whole um, uh, legacy. Yep, because it's it's about it's about sending your legacy forward. Yeah, right. When we hear people, when we hear uh, say, um, uh, man, fathers to leave an inheritance for its children's children, and it's not only talking about a financial inheritance; it's talking about a knowledge inheritance, a wisdom inheritance. Mm-hmm a um, character in that, uh, um, right. inheritance. These are the sustenance things. Yep. That's why, again, my dad sent me out the house saying that, son, you represent my name because he worked hard to create a level of character for his name. And it would be disrespectful and wrong for me to go out and taint what he has established. And so now, and I'll say this, I am the man I am today because of the father that I have. And it's no knock on my mother. But without my father, I would not be the man. First and foremost, I saw my dad when he gave his life to Christ. I remember what he did before, and I saw what he did afterwards. 
And if it wasn't for him surrendering his life to God, I would not have surrendered my life to God. And I promise you, I'd have a couple of babies. I wouldn't, we wouldn't even be, it'd be a totally different conversation. That's, that's I, I'd be having no a conversation cap. of all the negative Man. things that come from marriage. And, and, and right. I would have, but because God saved my father, it saved me. And he cut off a generation of struggling in certain areas, which then gave me the power to cut off certain things in our generation of um, um, our legacy. Now, I have a daughter that now has I have responsibility for her to carry her legacy to set the tone. A husband should show affection to his wife so that the baby can understand that's what she gets. One of my favorite moments is when I go and I try to look to see how my daughter is going to respond when I kiss my wife. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good one. Right? To see how <laughs> she, and then I'll kiss my wife, then I'll kiss her, then I'll kiss my wife. And I've made it a point to even show affection towards my wife so my daughter can see it. Mm-hmm. And that the other mm-hmm. thing about children is, and this is what I've learned with having, you know, just having one is a lot of times the children will bring the worst out of you so that you can fix that so you can better help them. They show you your blind spots. Your wife shows you your blind spots, and then your children show you the other blind spots that you have to handle as a man, Mm -hmm. and then same for a a, a mother. Absolutely. And I'm sorry if we're coming from, you know, this is coming from a men's point of view, and we're going to have ladies on to have this conversation to dive deeper into it. But I think it's important that men understand the importance of them in the household, no matter what society tries to do to destroy. Because I have seen how a father escaping responsibility impacts a home. And I've seen when a father stays and develops and impacts Right. We, we talked about this in the first episode that we both come from parents of a two parent household. His parents have been married 40 years. Mine's have been made f- married 41 years. And I understood what it takes to create a marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. And understanding that it's more than this affection feeling of love because love feeling wears out. It's the work that you put in. Right. It's the in the midst of anger, loving each other. I promise you, like. Or, or I shouldn't say I promise you, but one of the things that I had to wrestle with once my daughter came is the one thing they don't tell you is, um, is when a child comes the first few months, you as a husband does that. It doesn't matter. You don't matter. Right. This is what, this is how it can look. Mm -hmm. This is how as a man, we feel we don't matter. No matter what we've provided, no matter what we've done, we don't matter because the only thing that matters is that child. And the child begins to be put in a higher position than the man, which is outside of God's order. Mm -hmm. And so for me, if it wasn't for the foundation of God in my life, I would have been gone. Chucked up the deuces, Right, because right. you would have been thinking selfishly. Like selfishly. She, she just cared about the, yep. the child. She don't even care about me. I'm yep. going to go over here. And then also if I didn't have the discipline to ma- uh, the discipline of my sexuality. Right. Because my pastor said this to me, and it really, you know, it sat with me. But he said that um, the last trimester and the first two months after um, a child is born is when the father is most likely to step out of his marriage. 
and it's because of um, them being disrespected. And they don't intentionally mean it, but it's just how their brains work and the lack of discipline. And if you're not mature enough to um, be there to sustain and fight, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you can become like the, you can you can be selfish and right. make those decisions. Right, but right, I thank right. God for his faithfulness in me and, and showing me and for brothers. Having a brotherhood is important of men that are living the life that you're living, those that are older that can give you wisdom because they help me navigate through this to where I can be a better functioning father. And I take it to heart because I honestly was getting to a point where I didn't want a child, but now that she's here and I've had to change from my selfish mentality to having to, I have a child to raise. Mm -hmm. It's important because again, statistics show that most prisoners come from a single parent household, more specifically come from fatherless homes. Mm -hmm. The crime rates are because of fatherlessness. Mm -hmm. It has been proven and shown. Yep. Um, I forget who talked about this. I think my pastor, when I was younger, talked about this from National Geographic's that um, there was a group of elephants that poachers had killed all the males. And so the elephants, they, they didn't understand the natural way of life. So they would go and they would mess with rhinos. Mm. And because they needed the, the males, the boys, to understand what the, the order is, mm-hmm. they had to take a man, a male elephant, from a different group a different family and put him in there to restore order Mm. Mm. because if you don't restore order now you cause violence because now the that's what we see is they have to retaliate and now do retaliation um there's no um there's no peace so as we bring this to a close it's important as we talk about marriage and talk about family you know, we had a podcast a episode on forgiveness. You have to forgive yourself for if you're listening to this and you feel like you should, you, you feel, you may feel shamed. Don't feel shamed. Forgive yourself for what you didn't know. And now take it upon yourself to improve now that you have better information and a better guide so that your children can be the healthiest, so that your children can be that that letter to the future that you're proud of and not disappointed of that you can claim what your children did and be uh, and 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 love and they'll be able to say this is what my father instilled in me mm-hmm. and they will see the kind of person you are through them All right so you forgive yourself forgive your spouse for whatever they did to offend you it's not that serious I don't know what they did. It's not that serious. Forgive them. Go get counseling. Forgive them so that your children can be healthy, so that your marriage can be healthy. Because, again, that's the greatest source of where wealth is created holistically. Right. Now, I almost forgot to mention this point that before we uh, wrap this up that, I mean, we're living in a day and time that things are not getting better. Things are not going to what they used to be. Um, we're kind of we're not just in a pandemic, but we're in a midst of great shift and change. And it's important for the next generation. This is the most important generation, I think, um, 
that there is thus far because we're in such a time of shift and change. It's important that we let certain things go. Forgive, like my brother is saying. Um, drop some um, unproductive toxic traits. Get the healing. Get the counseling. Get the everything that you need because it's more important that we be one and that together in this time more than anything because this is going to be all that we have in some yep. situations. Yep. So, um, and, we, and if we understand that the whole enemy's plan is to separate, 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 um, because God's plan is about oneness. Absolutely. Oneness, cohesiveness, being together, and having firm foundations um, established in the home front so that we can have solid family structures that create a better world uh, across the board because that's what we all are looking for. So that's just one thing to keep in mind uh, as we are going into these different and changing times and who knows what's in store for us this year um, in 2022 and beyond. But one thing is for sure is that we need each other. Yep. And like we're better together than we are separate. And to always keep in mind that you, you and, and your partner, you being together is not by accident. Um, there's great purpose in it. And that purpose is bigger than you. It's bigger than your lifetime. It's bigger than this day and age and time that we live in, period. So just know that a piece of you, because we are infinite beings first, is being extended to go beyond and past time. So we have to be present in who we are and how we move and what we stay connected to to make sure that it's that it, it is solid what we what we send out and what we are extending and sending out into the next generation. So let's let's definitely like uh like really let things go. Yep. Realize that tomorrow's not promised. Yep. Not even this next month or year is promised and that we really need to focus on coming together, working together. Um, being our best so we can, you know, yield the best from generation to generation. Yeah. And um, as you said, we're greater in a community. And um, the fact that the saying still reigns true, it takes a village to raise a child. And it's good to have married people as a village for someone, for a child. And, it's, and, and this is important for us that have healthy marriages to really extend ourselves to those that may be raising children on their own and and be the example for them to help help fill a few holes that mm -hmm. may be left from whichever parent is not present and active in their life. And then men, I want to speak directly to you. Um, it is important that we are God's example in the earth. One of my favorite books that I read before I made the official decision to propose to my wife was a book by to Dr. Tony Evans called Kingdom Man. And he talks about how men are the officials in life. When you think about a sports team or, or a game, the one that keeps order on the field of play 
is the officials. And if the officials is does not know the rule book for us as kingdom men is for men that don't know the scripture and are established by what the word of God says, we cannot officiate. We cannot um, live with integrity in the earth. And he makes the point that if a man, if, if a healthy man impacts the home and the home impacts the church and the church impacts the community, the community impacts the city. The city impacts the state. The state impacts the nation, and the nation impacts the world. So if there's a positive, all those things are affected positively. And if there's a negative, it begins and ends with the man. Self-accountability. God accountability. We can't have marriage without accountability. It's okay for us as men to be selfish. We can never be self-centered. God put the weight of the world on our shoulders when he created us. He took time and fashioned us. And it is important. And it does not mean, do not, do not mishear what I'm saying. We are no better than a woman. They are not less than us. We just have more responsibility. Sit. There's more on our shoulders. And it is okay. That we are, when, when they messed up, he didn't go to her, they went to him. And we can go, I can go so deep into this. Yeah, but, we did, yeah. But, but, but we're pressed for time, and I just want to, I'm just drilling this home. Men, we have to be better for our wives and our children so the world will be better. That's all I say. That's all I have to say on this. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're starting this year off focusing on... Um, marriage and family and we will uh, we probably have already touched on singleness because that's important going into marriage mm -hmm. um, so we'll be talking about all of these things and have guests coming in because where we're going is going to need a strong um, marriage family structure to really sustain for what's coming yeah so um, I hope you guys enjoyed again follow us you, you know where to find us raw on purpose uh, just type it in in search bars and all that stuff. You'll find us Facebook, Instagram, um, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you can get every um, everything that we're putting out there. You'll be able to to hear from it. So until next time, any last words, any last thought? Um, I think we've said it, said it, said quite a bit enough for the day. Yep. Yeah. So until next time, guys, we love y'all. We thank we appreciate um, your your support. Um, until next time, it's your boy Zay. And it's your boy Rashad. And this is the Wrong Purpose Podcast. Keep tapping in. Tapping, tapping. Tapping to your purpose. Tapping, tapping. They act as if we see no hear no speak no evil. They act as if we see no hear no speak no evil. We tapping into purpose. 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 We tapping into purpose.